Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across the Faith FM network wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Gemma, good morning. Gemma, how are you this morning? I'm doing really well, thank you. How are you? Have you stayed dry? Well, kind of. Kind of. But I'm not really mad about that. No, I don't think anybody's (laughs) mad about it. We are celebrating. Everybody's been dancing in the rain all weekend, I think. Kind of. Kind Maybe. of. I haven't been dancing in the rain, but I have definitely. Yeah, I've been. I've, I've been dancing a bit in wet. my heart yeah. because I can't <laughs> dance. I've got like three left feet. <laughs> just not my thing. But anyway. Wow. Um, so this morning, I just have to say I'm thankful for my dams being full, Woo-hoo. the creek running, water running through my yard, uh, my pool being full, my tanks being full, my gutters being full. Um, all of nature around me that is celebrating. The kangaroos are happy in the back paddock. Um, the spoonbills have just been going nuts so in the dam. And it's just been, yeah, amazing. There was a little frog that was croaking this morning as yes. I woke up. And I was like, oh, it was just ha- really very, nice. A very happy frog. He has survived the drought. That's right. He's like, yes, I've made it. <laughs> what are you thankful for? I had some friends come to visit last night, yesterday afternoon, so that was really nice. I'm cool. thankful for my friends. It was a very always nice good, visit. Always good when people come to visit. It's very true. Yeah. Yeah. This is a reminder, you're listening to The Delayed Broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. Okay, so we've got some... Uh, what, what do you got coming up in positively different news this morning? I always, I I always tell about tell, give people a preview on serious, but give us a preview on positive. Uh, the preview is well, I'm going to be talking about a trip, a bit of a journey. Okay. Somebody who's taken a journey. I'm not going to give you too many spoilers, so you'll, you'll have to keep listening, but All it's right. a really interesting story. Yeah, always, always like a travel story. Um, I'm going to be talking about... I'm going to give our, our, our daily corona update um, along with um, the... Uh, our monthly update on weather records because we're always breaking records. We've been doing that all year, pretty much. This is Kemi Ogendi with Winter. Winter didn't last. The coldest months have passed. Time will heal our bumps and bruises. Meant the broken parts. Oh, meant the broken parts. The shadow's time has passed Light will fill the skies above us Chase away the dark Oh, chase away the dark So hold on, hold on, my dear For it won't be long, my dear
at last The longest nights will pass Love will soothe our restless souls And heal the aching hearts Heal the aching hearts So don't you You are listening to Kemio Genti with winter to start off the day. Well, it doesn't really feel like winter outside. It is warm and steamy. I mean, it's not... 97% humidity. Look, like I said last week, it's not... It's still cool-ish. The rain has still brought some coolness. So, I mean, it's humid. Yeah, but I've got a jacket on today. Yeah. It's a bit sad. (laughs) Yeah. The fact that I'm wearing a jacket is sad, or the fact that it's warm outside? It's sad, it's sad that it's warm enough to wear a jacket. <laughs> I love that. It's, you've got to put an extra layer on. It's, so much, it's just extra effort. No, the coolness is great. It's uh, needless effort. <laughs> Climb a bed, shorts, t-shirt, shirt. All right, what do you got for us uh, in our quiz department? The quiz today is a Who Am I quiz. Mm. And the first clue is, I blessed Pharaoh twice. That would be this person right here. Yep, he got it. I did. Well done. Okay, so if you know the answer, who was it that blessed Pharaoh twice? Give us a call right now, 1-800-324-843. Make sure you fo- save that phone number in your phone, 1-800-FAITH-FM, um, or text us on 0491-064-669 with the answer. And there will be a prize coming your way that um, will be announced in the next section. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Gemma's going to announce it. I will. But before I announce that, I have news. News. I have news. Positively different news. What do you got for us? I have two different things. And like I said before, one's about a journey. But before I get to the first journey story, I'm going to talk about a different journey story. So there is a a group, an organization called Bibles for the World. Cool. And they do exactly what the name of their organization suggests that they do. They take Bibles to the world. There you go. Cool. As you would if that was your name. As you would if that was your name. So every year they actually have the opportunity to take Bibles to China. Cool. Which aren't most Bibles printed in China these days? Is tricky. Really? Yeah. Really? They're just not allowed to keep them there. Well, yeah, I guess that's the thing. They make them and then ship them off. So we're returning them. This company assuming, returns them. I'm then, assuming I suppose. that most Bibles are printed in China because uh, everything's printed in China these well, days. That's true. But some some context for how difficult it is to actually have a Bible in China. I was so my my stepmom is Chinese and she's from she's from China. Um, and before her and my dad got married, dad went over there to visit. Um, and over there, he had no problem getting into the country. Like, he, he was fine getting in, and he stayed for, like, two weeks. And then he left um, without a problem, but they checked his bags as he left the country. Um, and there seemed to have been no issues. But one week after Dad got back to Australia, my stepmom's power in her building in her house was turned off. Right. Because... They checked his bags on the way in. They found a Bible. A Bible. Exactly. And they checked his bags on the way out, and there was no Bible. Yep. 
And they're like, yep, he left it there. Exactly. Yeah. So, because he had brought a Bible over, you're absolutely right. Yeah. He brought a Bible over, left it there with her, and then her power was cut off for a week. So, she had to, like, shower at work because they cut off her water as well. So, yeah, water and power cut off for a week because the government found out that she had a Bible. That's bizarre, isn't it? People are so terrified of that book. I know. But there's, I mean, there's reason to be for them, I suppose. Not really. You think so? Well, think of the power of having a Bible. Like, it's going to change people's lives. Of course, they don't want it in the hands of people. But that doesn't mean they're necessarily going to vote the government out of power just because they have given their lives to Jesus Christ. Well, no, from that perspective, yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. So... It's kind of like, well, what are you scared of? Like, people believe what they want to believe. It's um, certainly not hurt the United States any. They've grown to be a world superpower with religious liberty. But, yeah, so in regards to the Bibles for the World um, organization who, yeah, every year they take over Bibles, um, and normally they have have been given the opportunity to take over 300,000 <coughs> Gospels of John, um, fifteen to 20,000 Bibles, the New Testament parts, um, study Bibles. Um, so, yeah, they've had a large amount that go over every year. But this year, because they're going to China, they've run into some problems, mm-hmm. obviously, with the coronavirus and everything happening at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've just put out a statement saying they're keeping it uh, in prayer. Their trip is scheduled for April and they're you know paying attention to news and reports and safety because obviously they want to get the Bibles over there. Um, so if worse comes to worse, they're not going to send people and they're just going to send the shipments of Bibles alone. Um, but obviously they want to have, you know, normally they have a group of people that go over um, and visit, you know, the underground churches and things like that. So, yeah, they're carefully and uh, prayerfully considering uh, is this, their is options. This, is this a wise thing that we are talking about this this morning? I don't know. Why? Well, it's kind of like, let's just advertise we're going to smuggle a whole bunch of Bibles <laughs> into your country. Just put it on the radio. Is anyone from China going to be listening? Ah, I'm sure there is. Of course they are. China, China is listening to everybody. You know how this goes. <clears throat> okay, I mean, well, if they're talking about it publicly, we can talk about it publicly, but I'm just thinking if I was going to be smuggling Bibles into China, I wouldn't be saying a word until after it was done. I don't think it's smuggling. They've specifically said that they've been given the blessing and permission to be able to take okay. these Bibles no, so they're not smuggling. Them. Because I feel like you're exactly right. If they were smuggling, I wouldn't be you know, publicly advertising it. China's online. an interesting place because it has varied in its in its stand towards the Bible. There was a while there where it was completely illegal to take Bibles in there and people did used to smuggle them in. There were other times when um, it became much freer and now it's starting to crack back down again. I remember um, a guy telling me about a story about uh, took a whole shipment back in the, I don't know, maybe early 80s, I think it was, into China back in the smuggling days. Mm -hmm. And so they've landed this barge on the Chinese mainland at night and started unloading it. It was full of Bibles. And uh, they got it almost completely unloaded before a military patrol turned up. And the military patrol was like, no, you can't be unloading Bibles. <laughs> you know, most of them are already gone and disappeared inland. But half of them were still on the barge. Oh. And there was like 100,000 Bibles or something or other. Whoa. Anyway, so they, um, they all left <coughs> and uh, um, the military took the barge out to sea and threw all of the remaining Bibles overboard. But they'd been wrapped... Uh, for a sea voyage on the deck, so they've been wrapped in a in in watertight wrapping. Yeah, and the local fishermen started to pull them up in their nets, and found that they could actually sell the Bibles for a lot more money than they could sell fish for. <laughs> oh wow! And so for the next couple of weeks, they were just fishing for Bibles because they were making a mozzarella. Wow. Out of it. wow. Yeah, amazing story. Anyway, uh, what else have you got for us there? So the other news story I have for you today is also about a bit of a journey, but uh, this one is about a lady called Christina Conch, and she has made a big trip, a big journey, 
and it, in fact, has broken a number of records Okay, because of her trip. So, the NASA astronaut returned to Earth on Thursday, so a couple of days ago. Space um, is a big trip. I've space, never been there. Yeah, space is a big trip. Neither have I. <laughs> um, I but have plans. she has broken a number of records, um, one of them being um, the longest time in space- uh, single like single trip um, for a female, okay. so a um, woman's longest time in space, um, and she is seventh for the overall time spent in space on the list of you know astronauts now, which is which is huge, cracked the top ten. Um, and during her space flight that she was up there for, she did five thousand two hundred and forty eight orbits of the Earth. Okay, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, I've not been around the world that many times, which is the equivalent of two hundred ninety one trips to the moon and back. Oh, there you go. That's, that's a, huge. That's, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's enormous. That's huge. 291 how many, trips. How many days was she up there? She, that's a good question, over a year. Wow. 328 days. Can she still walk? Does she still have a skeleton? I mean, I'd hope so. Bone mass disappear? <laughs> they, do, so. They, they do do all those exercises these days so that they can... Uh, Survive. They, they, don't, they don't lose their bone mass and all that kind of stuff yes. while they're in space, but um, it is a bit of a danger for mm. them. A, so lot, she's, a lot of times, when those long trips, they do have to learn how to yeah, walk again no when they come back. Stretching, losing of muscle mass and tone and things. It's kind of like being in prison, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I reckon space would be cooler than prison. <laughs> yes, but still, even over that length of period, it'd be like, ah, oh, I could really do with going home right now. That's true. She did get to stretch her legs, though, because she was working on the space station, right, on the International Space Station. But uh, she got to spend six, she had six spacewalks over the time of the 300 and however many days she was there. She got okay. to go outside six times um, for a grand total of 42 hours and 15 minutes outside the station. That's decent. That's not bad. That is absolutely decent. That's, there's some decent records right there. Mm. That's, a, that's a fair chunk. It is. So I mean, yeah. Space station is kind of a small pl- place. Not exactly huge. I mean, there's not a lot of time to go and stretch your legs or anything like that. I'd like to spend, you know, maybe three or four days in space. But, you know, once you've been around the world ten times, what new is there to see? I mean, she went around the world 5,600 and something times. But, yeah, yeah, I feel like after the second time, you'd be like, yeah, okay. (laughs) That's enough. There goes South America again. There goes you. And that's... Asia again. But, yeah, so the, the one that she broke was the, the longest single space flight by any woman. So, congratulations to her. That's a huge Absolutely. accomplishment. Absolutely. Well done. That's um, amazing. And, of course, any endeavour into space, I think, is just amazing. Of course, uh, it is some place that I do look forward to exploring one day, and I hope that you will all plan on joining me as we do so. But, anyway, right now we have Josh Garrels for you. I'm down to tell you But you can't bear to hear me now In a little while I must move on But I'll send my love to you And you can't call my name
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Josh Garrels, and we are back into our breakfast show. Have we picked out a prize yet? No. Ooh. 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 All right. We will pick out a prize. Gemma will pick out a prize while I cover some of these uh, news stories. No one's guessed it yet. No, they haven't. I have, well, but nobody else yes, has. 1-800-324-843 is the number to call. How about I give them another clue? Give us another clue. Okay. The next clue, I used a rock for a pillow. That's a big clue. That's a, yeah. That's a really big clue. Well, There's only one person who ever did that. <laughs> okay, so now I definitely have to pick out a prize because someone's going to get it from have that. You, have you ever used a rock for a pillow? I have never used a rock. Have you used a rock for a pillow? Yeah. What? Heaps of times. Okay. Um, my first question, why? Well, you lay down in the park somewhere and you're laying flat. I don't like to lay flat. <laughs> I like to lay with my head up a well, little bit. I also bit. don't like to lay flat, but I don't think I've ever been in a situation where so you just put something I've had head. a rock. I've never slept overnight using a rock for a pillow. Okay, see, that makes more sense. My but next I question was going to be, where down. did you do that? Oh, I don't know, heaps of places. <laughs> You've you know? done it often? More than yeah. once? Yeah. What? Yeah, I just put, it, I put anything up I wouldn't head. know if anybody else out there oh, has ever used a rock for a pillow. Because oh, that's, come on. There's no way. I'm, I'm, it has to just be you. No. Yeah, I can't. There's no way. I use anything for a pillow. <laughs> if I've got something to prop my head up, I'm, I'm out like a light within like 30 seconds and then... Take my power nap and then I'm good to go. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. There we yep. go. Talk All about right. some news, please. Uh, corona's update. Corona update. Um, we've been wondering why people have been so freaked out about this virus because it seems to have a low mortality rate compared to other viruses like SARS. Yes. Which tended, you know, after SARS was all over, we are like, oh, you know, it's just like pretty lame compared to pneumonia. Mm-hmm which we all live with all the time, which is global all around the world. And then we have this one, which is not as bad. It has a much lower mortality rate than the SARS virus, but everybody's freaking out over it. And they're building all of these big uh, hospitals in China in a matter of days. And quarantine is taking place around our world on a scale that we have never seen before. And it kind of makes you ask the question, wait a minute. Does somebody know something we don't? Yeah, like, is it really that bad? Or is like, it very really not that bad? Mm. You know, they're saying it's not so bad, but they're freaking out and building all of these massive hospitals in very short spaces of time. Okay, sort of so is there, okay, think, is there something that we don't know yeah, that we should know? Like, and of it, course, this is China yeah. we're dealing with, right? Mm, yeah. They don't have a great history of telling you everything. <laughs> mm. Anyway, so they've been t- telling us, China has been telling us, that corona is... Um, Spread through direct contact. So direct contact is either you're going to touch someone that has some infected fluid on them Mm. and then you touch your mouth and you catch the virus that way or somebody sneezes or coughs in your vicinity and there is direct contact of droplets from the sneeze or the cough from that person to your mouth. That's actually not that bad. In ways that viruses can spread, like... That's a pretty simple yeah. fix. Just don't leave your house. Like, you know. Well, like- the, the, the thing is there, it's a, it's a matter of just pretty much just wash your hands very, very regularly and you're probably, you're most likely going to be okay because yeah. most people don't cough or sneeze into your mouth. It's mostly when you touch something they've coughed or sneezed on. Yeah. And so what they were saying is, look, if you don't come within two meters of somebody, it's impossible to catch this virus. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. Except that you're not. This particular virus has mm-hmm. now been... Uh, identified as being an aerosol virus. That means it's airborne, Mm. which means that it floats around on the wind currents. 
Okay, see that's bad. When I yeah, said that no, there's when, really yeah, bad. see okay, uh-huh, when I was uh-huh. like there's there's worse ways for it to spread. That that was one of my thoughts that yeah, that was a really bad uh, way uh, for it to spread. Everyone was saying face masks aren't, aren't going to help you stop catching the virus and that may be the case. Mm. But they're still going to be good for reducing you spreading the virus. That's true. And now that we know that it's an aerosol virus that it's just floating around on the on the airwaves then, you know, they can't be a bad thing. And of course the great thing with the face mask is it stops you from touching your mouth. Yeah, that's Because we automatically touch our mouth all the time with our hands, and it's just a terrible idea when there's a nasty virus uh, floating around. And, of course, the uh, coronavirus has already exceeded the entire death toll of the SARS virus. So we're up to 800-odd deaths right now. Wow. And uh, pushing on towards about 40,000 cases. So it's it's really, it's really, really. And, and of course, the 40,000 40, cases are only the tip of the iceberg of mm. who's actually infected because of the 12-day incubation period. Yeah. So, yep. you know, when they had 1,000 cases, they were saying there was actually 27,000. And 12 hours later, they were bang on correct. Mm. So, yeah. Do we have any idea, like, like globally, how far this has spread? Like, last in I regards checked, to countries and things like that? Last I checked, 24 countries. Okay. So, that's still relatively contained. Yes. One area, but, yeah. You know, China's getting smashed right now. Yeah, right? Well, so, yeah. Anyway, all of last year, every month, we broke a weather record. Did we? Pretty much. I reported them here, you know, as they came through. It was your monthly weather record, and it was a record for dryness, or it was a record for heat. Or flood. And, of course, welcome to Australia. (laughs) Sydney had the most rain yesterday. There it is. (laughs) Than it had had in 20 years. Wow. I'm starting to not be surprised. Like, I hear, like, so many, oh, this record's been broken, this is broken. Like, it hasn't been this dry since, you know, 30 years. It hasn't been this wet since 20 years. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, okay. Like, I'm starting to not be surprised by these anymore. Five suburbs in Sydney have uh, been partially evacuated. Uh, Tweed Heads copped half a metre of rain. Whoa, half a metre. Half a metre of rain. We got, uh, in our rain gauge, I think we got about 160 millimetres, which was decent. Hectic. And they've had over 2,000 power lines that have come down with 100,000 people (laughs) out of electricity. Ooh. So, yeah, you know, when the Bible talks about the weather being messed up at the end of time, the weather is messed up. It wasn't kidding. And it was probably talking about Australia where, you know, we just moved between flood and drought. It just happens kind of nothing in between. so quick, though. Like, I remember, like, not long ago, everything was fires, 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 drought, drought, drought. Yeah. And now it's just like on flood, water, like, stay dry. I'm like, what? Is going on, Australia. And, of course, what's interesting is that all of the undergrowth has been burned away from the fires, which means now that a lot of the topsoil is being washed away by the floods. Yeah, there was some stuff that I saw on Facebook about the Blue Mountains. There were some train tracks that had been Uh wrecked in a wash, yeah, landslide and... Anyway, other news from around the world. Of course, we have uh, Franklin Graham, who is in the process of being bullied out of the UK. Should I know who that is? Franklin Graham. Billy Graham? Oh, yeah. Famous... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. His son. Uh, for basically, the uh, he's a Trump supporter. Um, he's an Islam opposer. Mm. And he's opposed to the LGBTQI activist, which, of course, is the big sin that has caused him to be uh, booted out. Yeah. Um, this has been a, a, a direct campaign by the LGBT plus community mm-hmm. who have targeted all of the venues where he has um, been, which he's booked to speak in. Yep. 
and um, with, you know, protests and petitions and letters and so forth mm. until they've just got too scared and they've gone, yeah, you know what, um, we're not going to go ahead with this because we are afraid of, um, you know, violence breaking yeah, out. Even, though Graham, even that, yeah. though Graham is promoting a message of non-violence. Mm. Um, yeah, this is despite the fact that contracts have been signed and deposits have been paid, he is being booted out of the UK for... His religious beliefs. Wow. Whoever thought that would happen in a country like the UK? Wow. You know, freedom of speech and freedom of religion. But the thing is, freedom of speech and freedom of religion to this new agenda um, is an anathema. You know, Christians are standing up for freedom of speech and freedom of religion. And we are not, you know, opposing, you know, the uh, LGBT community when they jump up and and, and want to have their say, yeah. But we're not allowed to open our mouths, mm. and it needs to go both ways. Tolerance needs to go both ways. The level of intolerance here I find quite astounding. I mean, it's not really very, tolerance. Very one-sided. If it's no, it's not one-sided. Tolerance. Yeah, it's not tolerance. I, if there's it's one-sided. lots of things that I disagree with Franklin Graham on. Mm. Go ahead and speak. There's lots of things I disagree with the LGBT plus community on. Go ahead and speak. Say your piece. Mm. So long as you're not promoting violence, then... So then as long as in turn you can say what you want to say. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because if a thought cannot be spoken, it cannot be understood. Oof. Deep. Yeah. That's true. And so basically what we're doing is we're just like, everybody, please just bury your head in the sand and accept what, you, what uh, is spoon-fed to you mm. uh, and nothing else. Dangerous. It is, and this is, we've seen these kind of environments crop up in, in various countries around the world before, and it's never been successful. Um, and it always, you know, it's part of illiberal democracy, which is really what we're looking at right here. Anyway, we're going to move on with the show. We're going to be back with uh, Sven Erstring in just a moment, but right now we have Wendell Kim, King, Kimborough with I'll Not Be Shaken. For God alone, I wait in silence, my soul is still before the Lord. He is my rock and my salvation, my fortress strong, I'll trust in Him. I'll not be shaken, I'll not be shaken, for all my hope is in His love. From God alone comes my salvation, I'll wait and trust His steadfast love. are weak, the poor are mighty, who turn to God alone for help. I'll not 
got our refuge and trust in Him to hear you cry. No other hope will never fail you. No other love will not run dry. I'll not be shaken. I'll not be shaken. For all my hope is in His love. From God alone comes my salvation. Back everybody, that was Wendell King Burra with I'll Not Be Shaken. Kim Burra, not King. Kim. Kim. Yeah, that's right. Cool. Gemma, have we got a uh, clue for our quiz? We do. Who am I? Who am I? My name was changed to Israel because I struggled with God and with men and overcame. Okay, who's what was the other name of Israel? Yeah. His his other name. This, this answer think, is totally often, doable. Often, often we think of Israel as a nation, but Israel was actually a person who had another name. Ooh. Israel was his, his uh, AKA, also known as nice. Israel. Yeah. Okay, so if you know the answer, give us a call. 1-800-324-843. That is 1-800-FAITH-FM. Or you can text us on 0491 Zero six four six six nine. And I did pick a prize. So yes. if you know what the answer is and you call in or you send us a text, you will be getting a copy of The Great Controversy. Very good. Fantastic so great book. Controversy coming your way. Uh, joining us in the studio this morning is Dr. Sven Erstring. Dr. Sven, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be back. This is your first time back this year. It is. It, it is. is. Welcome back. Yes. Welcome back. We are looking forward to your monthly installments on apologetics. Yes. And you've got a big pile of books in front of you this morning. What's this all about? Yeah. So, so are you, you going to read those all to us today? Yes. Yeah, so, so sit back, relax in your armchair, <laughs> and I'm going to read to you. No, I'm not. Um, so normally, Lyle and Gemma, what, what I would do is we'd come in and we'd have a topic and, and we'd just dive in and we, we'd just yep. talk about it. And I thought, hey, why don't we do something really different, something really, really cool that, that can actually be something that our listeners, whoever you're listening to us at the moment, you can actually get involved in it as well. And one of the really important things with apologetics is books. It's, yes. It's really amazing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so I thought I would pick the, the, the best, cherry pick them, and uh, bring them right in uh, to kind of show you. Now, it's a show and tell, but of course it's radio, so I can't actually show them to you. But um, I, I can. what I'll do is I can describe them to you so you can go you know, to your favorite bookstore, uh, whether it's Kurong or whether it's um, Amazon or, or whatever, booko, whatever.com, and, and actually find them. And if you want to dive deeper into these topics, which we've been talking about for the last year um you're welcome to do so so and it might even be a book prize i don't know maybe it's fine as well so yeah so uh, here 
So what I've got here, Lyle, is a a pile of books which go from um, the the most kind of introductory, kind of like going from um, primary school, you could say, all the way up to kind of PhD, if you really want to go to that kind of level. So, cool. So, first, first book off the, the mark is this, and this is a really Okay, can, real can cool I just book. ask a question? Uh, when you go from primary school to PhD, is there a, uh, I'm just looking at your pile there, is that is that already in order from primary school to PhD? Is it kind of like a page count issue here? It, it is, it is. The, the smallest book is at the top, yep. and the thickest book is at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. so you're exactly right. That's so, a textbook. That thing is huge. It, it is a huge. <laughs> 800 pages, I think. Let, let me just check here. Here. Oh, sorry, sorry. Five hundred eight. I got the eight of the wrong. <laughs> but five hundred eight pages is a pretty, pretty it's thick decent, book, so. and, and it's and it's a decent size as well. It is. It is. Yeah. So, so they, these uh, look. Uh, there's there's so many other books. I was I was trying to think. What am I going to bring in? Um, but these are the the ones which are really focused on Jesus. So first off the bat is this one right here. It is more than a carpenter. More than a carpenter by Josh McDowell. Uh, really, really great book. I I read this uh, probably when I was a teenager um, if I remember correctly and the the subtitle is his story might change yours um, an amazing amazing book okay so this is kind of small book it's the kind of book that fits in the palm of your hand kind of thing and maybe just a bit, little bit bigger than that uh, how many pages in that one this one right here has got the the, the copy of the edition I've got here is um, 178 but it, but it's a pretty small book so don't let the 178 scare yeah, yeah, you right. 178 so, is, that's, that's decent you can read it on the train when you're going to you know to work or whatever um, really it's a great story and a great a great book you said you read it when you were a teenager I did I did it's, it's a good book for teenagers it's ex- definitely accessible yep um, and it's written by Josh McDowell and I should say Sean McDowell as well that's his son so he's kind of updated it a bit as well um, so it's got that kind of youthy kind of edge as well um, I actually found out recently Josh McDowell, he's a um, college speaker in the States, um, but he's got an amazing story. Um, he, was, he was actually abused as a kid. His, um, uh, his parents had somebody come over, uh, this guy come over, and, and um, they said, you know, we'll let him babysit and you do whatever he says, this other guy. And unfortunately, he was um, abused through it. But... Jesus' story changed his life. Mm. And so out of something which is really terrible came something really amazing as well. So Mm. I'd really, really recommend that um, if you just wanted to dive in. Who is Jesus? Is he more than a carpenter? So, so that's the that's the first one. Absolutely fantastic. The second one, so that we're moving up to kind of um, high school uh, in our sort of pile here, is uh, Lee Strobel and the Case for Christ. This is a really, really good book. And um, I probably read this when I was um, just head, heading into university, actually. Um, so Lee Strobel was a um, legal journalist or, or a journalist who covered law cases. And he was an atheist. This is the one that there's a movie about, right? There yes. is. Ah, yes, I've seen the movie. It's You've seen movie. the movie. Uh-huh. It is. It? So good. And I would say to you, in actual fact, the book is even better than the movie. It always is. It always is. always the case. The book is always better than the movie. But the, the cool thing about this is that what Lee does is he goes round the States. I mean, he's, a, he's an American. Investigative journalist, yeah. yeah. And he goes round and he interviews all of these experts 
to find out, uh, explore the case for Christ. So, so what you have instead of a dry kind of book going through all of these details and, you know, just on and on and grind on kind of thing, you have a conversation and, and it's dynamic. And he's, he's kind of tells you he sits in this office and the, this expert is kind of like in funky kind of clothes and, you know, kind of, um, uh, gets all excited. He, he puts in all of the personal kind of elements, um, to it. Now, uh, he, he, one of the comments that people make is that he never interviews the, uh, the opposition, shall I say. So he doesn't um, interview atheists. But what he does is he plays the atheist because he was an atheist. Mm-hmm. So he asks all the questions that, that an atheist would ask. And so it's a... It's a that he used to ask. All the he questions. used to ask. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He poses all of his own old arguments. That's right. And his wife was an atheist and she became a Christian and he was, he was out to prove her wrong. You know, he's not going to lose his fun partying, you know, um, wife. And so he went in and said, I'm going to challenge her beliefs or new beliefs. And um, guess what he found? The case for Christ was really strong. Absolutely. So, yeah. so this, this is a really good book, kind of the, the next stage from um, More Than a Carpenter. So you ready for the next one? Well, uh, bring it on, bring it on. Bring it on. Okay. So this, this is moving up to kind of university kind of level. So bachelor. And um, this is called Reasonable Faith by William Lane Craig. So um, this, this is uh, his most famous book. William Lane Craig is a Christian philosopher and he's, he's also uh, an apologist. So he gives reasons why Christianity is true. He's also a very, very skilled debater. Uh, so if you go on YouTube and you go William Lane Craig, um, actually type in Reasonable Faith. He's got a website. And... Um, Sam Harris is one of the four horsemen of the uh, the atheists, and Sam mm-hmm. Harris has said William Lane Craig is probably the only Christian philosopher who puts the fear of God into atheists. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad admission from Sam that, Harris. That they they're absolutely scared of him, you know, in terms of debating because uh, he. I think it's fair to say he's uh, won almost every debate that he's ever had which is a pretty pretty has, incredible has treatment he, for Christian has he ever debated Sam Harris he's certainly had dialogues yes so, he, so he's had dialogues with Christopher Hitchens yes and uh, he's had um, I was listening the other day he has had discussions with Sam Harris I, uh, I'm not sure if a pure debate but I think he has yes um, it's interesting uh, Richard Dawkins refuses to debate him uh, so he, he will not be seen on stage and there's a, there's a reason for it it's because Richard Dawkins knows he'll get absolutely slaughtered yeah. uh, but he puts in other kind of reasons now it's, it's interesting I was listening the other day there was one uh, time when Richard Dawkins got actually he didn't realise it but he got uh, he accepted an invitation to, to go on a debate and William Lane Craig was there. So what, oh, they trapped him. <laughs> they trapped, they trapped him. him. But not intentionally. Ambush. They're not, not intentionally. What they did is this, is that they, um, they had another guy, um, a, a Japanese physicist, who was on a debate with three, three on each side, and this was in Mexico. Uh, so... Um, uh, the the Japanese uh, physicist, American Japanese, and uh, he 
He said that the night before it was all about to happen, the event was about to occur. He said to the organizer, "Look, I don't, I don't do debates. I don't like the format and all that kind of stuff." And uh, so they went, oh, "Who are we going to get?" And of course, Richard Dawkins was coming to the event as well. Yeah. And so they they said to Richard Dawkins, uh, this um, uh, the the Japanese physicist. Um, uh, has withdrawn. Could you step in? And he said yes. You mean uh, um, um, uh, William Lane Craig? No, 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 no. So, oh, the, so the, okay, Dawkins is stepping in for for their for their physicist. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 But the thing is that Richard Dawkins didn't ask who are the other debaters on in the uh, on the Christian side. <laughs> well, I bet he so made that in again. And, and so, so yes. Yeah. So, so William Lane Craig is the guy who puts the fear of God into to atheists. And uh, this is a really, really good book. Uh, it goes through all of the major reasons why we can believe uh, that um, God exists. Cosmological reason. It goes through the moral reason. It goes through miracles. It goes through the historicity of the Christian faith, the resurrection. And our personal journey as well. Um, really, really good book. It's it's um, it's absolutely fantastic. So cool. All right, PhD. PhD. This is this is this is it. Okay. PhD. This is this is for the deep thinkers out there. Okay, for the very deep th- thinkers. Yes, this is called warranted Christian belief. Okay, I'm not a deep thinker. You're a but, very deep thinker. What? But, You're a very deep. What? But okay, for an average person like me, a <laughs> tradie like me, <laughs> can I read this book? Um, he, he hesitated. <laughs> now I'm look, scared. That's a no. <laughs> look, I I bought this book and it probably sat on my shelf for about a year. It took me that long to actually. <laughs> and this is like from a PhD. <laughs> this is a PhD speaking right now oh. to, to read through it. And, and then when I got into it, it was it was really really amazing. Right. Uh, so so what? So Alvin Plantinga is um, is one of the greatest philosophers alive and Christian philosophers uh, alive. And um, he has... um, So what happens is he went to to Harvard and um, um, and he, if I remember correctly, and he did his PhD in philosophy. But one of the things he decided to do was instead of trying to meld into the the philosophical trends of the day, he decided I'm going to be courageous and I'm going to stand for, uh, for what I believe and just start from that foundation that, that Christianity has uh, truth to it, merit and all of those kind of things as well. And so um, that's what he did. And he, he has literally changed the course of philosophy in the um, American world and around the world. Um, he's literally made it so that people, uh, philosophers now recognize that being a Christian is respectable uh, yeah. as a philosopher. Um, he has um, answered the, the problem of um, evil, uh, the logical problem. It's interesting, though, when you read his book, God, Freedom and Evil, and you find out his conclusion, um, reading through it, and I'm going like, you know, I actually found that answer in the great controversy hmm. <laughs> which is the book we're giving away for our quiz it is so 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 he he um kind of puts it in that kind of sophisticated academic kind of thing but but he but um, you can get it for free this morning just by entering the quiz you can get it for free <laughs> in, in a very non-academic format in a very non, non-academic form what he says is is it rational to to believe in christianity and and in this book he he answers that question he says yes 
um, in a very amazing way. So what he's what he's saying is that um, you can literally believe in the um, the Bible and you can accept it as true, and it's not irrational um, to say that you're a Christian. Um, a great a great book, but certainly something I'd, I'd say read through the others first. Yep, and and then this build up to this makes sense. Build up to this one. Okay, so let's run through them again very very quickly from the top. You have uh, more than a carpenter. More than a carpenter by uh, Josh McDowell and Josh Sean McDowell. McDowell. Okay, Josh yes. and Sean McDowell. Uh, simple little book. Uh, read it in a few hours and on the um, train. On the train. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then Lee Strobel, the Case okay. for Christ. Okay. So a journalist here. So this is going to be uh, good reading because he's good a journalist. Reading. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Writes really well. So this is kind of like a, a Sunday afternoon read. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Pull up. You know, rainy day. Yes. Um, put, jump on the couch. Got a few more of those coming up. Yep. So so that is. A really good book. Now, if you want to sort of dive into a bit of the more intellectual stuff, Reasonable Faith, William Lane Craig. By the greatest debater in the world right now. And finally... Yes, finally, Warranted Christian Belief by Alvin Plantinga. When you want to dive to the depths. We're going to move on. This is Jonathan Andrew Kerr's Self-Existent God Eternal. Salvation 
made for this one point. Glorify Thy holy Maker, limitless in love and might, limitless in love and might. By His grace and pure compassion, in His presence glorified. to Faith FM, Positively Different Radio. Hi, I'm Peter Beamish, a Senior Education Lecturer at Avondale University College. Teaching is the best career because I get to work with young people to make a real difference in their lives. At Avondale University College, we prepare you to help students with learning and well-being. And last year, 86% of Avondale teaching graduates were employed within four months of graduating. So join me in making a difference. We can change the world one classroom at a time. Called to be a teacher? Called to be at Avondale. May I never blush May I never whisper May I shout your name out loud Jesus Christ is for his kingdom because he was not ashamed to die for me for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is Gospel of Christ 
suffer for his kingdom because he was not ashamed to die for me he was not ashamed to die for me i am not ashamed of jesus christ